Kings of Friends podcast. Now we're recording. Hello. Hello. Now we can be the voices. Hello. Hello. Uh, so, as usual, we're going to uh, start off by telling you which episode it is, <laughs> even though at this point you will have seen the icon on Spotify or however you're listening to us. And you know which episode it is, but we're still going to say it. Yeah. It's season three. Episode two. Episode two. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. We thought we'd go for episode two after episode one. Yeah. Stick with the old tradition of the old... Keep it. One, two, three... <laughs> numerically accurate yeah. ordering. I mean, we could go hexadecimal so once we get up to what is it um, z- well, after zero is A, B, C, D, E, F isn't it I, I never understood that. what was the binary binary is just writing zeros in binary. and ones right do you remember doing that in maths we had to learn these things yeah, yeah, yeah in maths yeah. so god knows why because oh yeah computers computers I'd forgotten about them yeah. but yeah there you go so uh, all the other ones they're so useless well, yeah they are but, Decimal uh, and binary. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So, um, what are we here for this time? We are here for a, a review show. Review show. It's a review show. Oh, that's, yeah, our, that's our old jingle. That's our old jingle. We've got a new jingle. Should we listen to it now? Yeah, do it. Wow, that was <laughs> a good jingle. <laughs> I like the way we paused. We paused, left the gap for it. In fact, the gap isn't actually long enough, but I can edit and put it on either side of that. Should we listen to it now? Yeah, do it. This may review shirt. This may review shirt. This may review shirt. This a review show. Well, we have been busy because our September show event yeah. becomes mm-hmm. an all-dayer. And this happened last year with our pick of the litter. Yeah. And it happened again. Indeed. It keeps happening it does. on an annual basis. It does keep happening. Rather like a rash that comes back <laughs> infrequently, yeah. but like every 12 months. chicken pox as a child, you don't get chicken pox again. No, but you will. You, you can get um, not scabies, but yeah. um, shingles. Yeah. What do you get as an adult? You get something called... Um, what is it? Mm. It's an S, isn't it? Shingles. I can't remember what it's called, but anyway. Yes. This is ridiculous. This is like... Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no point this in spending is, time not, not knowing. This is not a medical podcast. This is not a podcast where we discuss... And illnesses. now we have Barry, who's got a dodgy leg. <laughs> Barry, can you hear us? Like that. Yeah. So anyway, we had yes. the S, our, our all day. Yep. And uh, this year, of course, we did it for charity. Charity. It's a charity show. <laughs> so we did it for charity. We're, and yeah. this is Danny Hiles, who lives, I didn't know this, but lives an hour and a half away. I know. I didn't realise that. Has a charity he runs called Musicians Supporting the Homeless. Yeah. And we thought, why don't we just do a benefit gig for the day for Musicians Supporting the Homeless? And we made a load of dosh. We did. We did. We collected cash. I was amazed how much cash. Yes. I thought though, those buckets, nothing. Yeah. I thought it'd be like a bit of chewing gum, uh, yeah. a plectrum or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, a bin, used yeah. as a bin. Yeah. Wasn't it? Got loads of cash. Loads of cash. And of course, uh, cards. You see, we accept cards as well, which is yes. brilliant. People and we had a new away. rating system that we tried, which was actually, it made, did make people chuckle. We did. We had a rating system. I'll just see if I can find the rating system, um, which was ideal because it disgraced people into giving money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it did. Nobody wanted to do a Hanson. I don't think we did one Hanson. No. No, I don't think we did, but... Uh, well, handsome was one pound. <laughs> so, uh, one pound was a handsome. Oh, yeah, right. Yep, yep. Two pounds was a black lace. Yeah. I don't think we did any black laces, either. I don't think anyone, no. Um, three pounds was a Venga Boys. I think we actually sold one Venga Boys. Patrick from um, Chopper. He loves the Venga Boys, but he doesn't listen to podcasts. He said, as a rule, I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, okay. I bet he secretly listens to this one, though. Yeah, I yeah. Bet he does. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick. So that's uh, Patch, if anyone knows him. Yeah. From Chopper 4. Yeah. One, he doesn't listen to this podcast. And two, two. he loves the Venga Boys. <laughs> yeah, he loves the Venga Boys. That's apparently. the only two things that we know about. Yeah, that's the only one we know. It's got it's longish hair. Mystery. Yeah, he's got longish hair. So four pounds was a nickelback. We did sell a few nickelbacks. I think it was a few people's guilty pleasures. Uh, five pounds was Kinks. Oh, yeah. Well, I wasn't sure what to do at that point, really. Yeah. And £10 Superstar. People could choose who they wanted. And I'd announce it as well. I'd say, this guy over here, he loves this band, like that. And some yeah. people gave loads. I mean, we had some 10, but I'm sure we had a 20. 
Yeah, at a twenty yeah, pound at some yeah, point. Yeah, someone put twenty twenty in. I mean, yeah. it was serious. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it was really good. I was quite surprised actually. You did very well though, because you you were insistent upon the begging. Um, <laughs> that if we didn't go around and beg, then we wouldn't get the money, which was absolutely true. Of course, people yeah, probably weren't going to unless. Yeah, we they were. They weren't coming up to us to do it. They we had no. to go around and sort of beat them for it. But I think people get a bit shy, don't they? They don't want to come up and no. say it because you know they're just yeah. like oh, I don't know. I don't know who you are. <laughs> like that, the Italians. <laughs> yeah, the Italian people who are too people. shy to come up and speak to us. Uh, good old Very Andy. Specific group. Andy Skeen at the Brew House. Yeah. He's given us his space for a day, which is fantastic. Thank you once again for that. And we had a wonderful time. We did. It was a great day. Um, we had a few people drop out, but we had a few people jump back in to help us out. Yeah, we had two people, in fact, dropped out. And then we got two people very quickly after that, which is fantastic. Yep. So big shout out to Backroom Stereo yep. and Evie Frearson. Evie Frearson, yeah. Fantastic. So she was very last minute. So that was very nice. Very. About a week in. before, yeah. She yeah. had a week to sort herself out and yeah. write eight songs. That's and, quite and, a demand. Yeah. And she had a Sonic the Hedgehog hat on. She did. She did. Yeah. <laughs> So, shall we have a run through of who we saw? Yes. It's a review show. So, we started off with Backroom Stereo. Backroom Stereo. Mark. 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 Yes. Mark. Well, Mark my words. Mark my words. Yes. Um, yes, yeah, so he stepped in to take over from a duo that couldn't make it. And, um, yeah, he plays a kind of... It's like if you could distill sort of 90s sort of punk pop down to... Uh, you know, an acoustic guitar. That's like him. Yeah. More yeah. turn of the century. I really, I really couldn't... He really reminded me of someone, but I couldn't pin it down. I didn't I know if that. it was just a general, it sounds like that period in time. Yeah. Or it was actually... I couldn't actually think of an artist. I get that with voices, though, all the time. I hear someone, I think, it sounds exactly like when people sing. Yeah. And I don't know if it's trying to sound like that, or it's just, you know, there's only so many voices you can hear. Yeah. Next we had Jake Cheek, who was really good, actually. I really like Jake uh, set. He's, uh, he's involved with the... Mary Sadmus. Mary Sadbuds. Sad the Sadbuds. He yeah. is Sadbuds record, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very confident, um, you know, figure and also quite creative with very sort of basic ideas, basically. I mean, what he, what he does is quite simple, but he explores it really well, I think, yeah. as well. Yeah. So that was fantastic to have him along. Uh, we haven't heard Jake before, but I know he's very active on the scene. Yeah, and we're going to try to get him for one of our events next year, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Next with Beth White. Beth White. You had an interview Wheelies, with her? Yeah, had an interview with Beth White. Wheelie, super poly muso, as I like to call her. Yeah. Um, she is, um, she she plays piano and guitar. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> I know we keep saying it, but thank God she didn't want the piano. So Beth White is, um, you know, she, she's got three musical projects. She's got her own yeah. solo one, yeah. which is playing guitar. She's got a lovely blue guitar there, actually. Um, and uh, also piano. She plays with Mr. B and the Wolf. She plays <laughs> guitar with Mr. B and the Wolf. And that is Jay. Jason Chown has told us that's the truth because he said yes. she's a damn good guitarist. And then on top of that, she's also got uh, the Color Tones, which is her um, sort of Americana band. Really professional looking as well. Very professional looking with, uh, you know, acoustic guitars and harmonies and stuff. Yeah. Told me about that as well because I had to ask about that. How on earth do you fit all that in? Three bands? It's not right, <laughs> is it? That's, yeah, that's it's a bit much, isn't it? morally wrong. Shall we hear more from Beth? Yes. We've got a lovely little interview. Yep. Hi, Beth. Hello. <laughs> and you've just played for us at Pick of the Litter. I have, yeah. It was very fun and enjoyable. <laughs> I was going to say, you said you don't play a solo very much, but it all worked out okay today? Uh, yeah, I, I used to play quite a bit, but um, yeah, just life has got in the way. I've been in two other bands, so they kind of are taking priority at the moment. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. <laughs> and that's the Colour Tones, is that right? Uh, the Colour Tones are my band, yeah, but I haven't played with them for a while. Um, no, I play in a band called Indigo, which is a 90s, noughties covers band. Um, and then Mr. B and the Wolf, which is a blues rock band. Right, and that's how you know Chris Wilkinson, he's bass player in your band, is that right? Yes. yes is, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> okay, and he's also Fraser Morgan's band, it's, it's so, yeah, it's very incestuous. Uh, anyway, look, our first question for you is this, is other musicians, how do they influence your writing? Who, who are you sort of looking to when you write? Oh, that's a tricky question. Originally, I'd say people like Avril Lavigne when I was doing pop punk stuff, but... Um, more so now maybe Fleetwood Mac um, I do really like Hayley Williams from Paramore um, 
yeah and a, a lot of country pop nowadays really so yeah <laughs> i noticed that with the color tones they are a bit country aren't they yes yeah, yeah uh, it's definitely becoming that way um more so in the last i don't know five years or so <laughs> um one thing we should point out to people listening is that the microphone gets very close to your mouth doesn't it it's almost like it's going to go into your mouth but it's the best way to get the best sound so try not to feel threatened by the microphone <laughs> so um how would you describe i mean your process for writing how does that sort of come about is it is it sort of instantaneous or do you sit down and plan to write um I, i'm not very good at planning to write i guess um when i've yeah especially recently i've been finding writing quite hard i guess um i write lyrics in my head um and melodies and then i'll go away and either put it to piano or guitar um and come up with some chords and stuff like that and then yeah i guess that's really how i do it <laughs> so d- does the um sort of the the idea the lyric come after the music would you say no usually the or i may have a, a tune first um but yeah the lyrics probably come before like an actual uh, an, an arrangement of chords and all that sort of stuff right. happen yeah right. <laughs> obviously people do it in different ways don't they some run everything by the lyrics and some just come up with a good tune like yourself and some just sit around strumming until they get inspired yeah yeah definitely everybody's got a different way of writing i think i've done all of them probably in the past um but yeah i do have tons of melodies melodies just going around in my head and most of the time i can't think of lyrics for them and but then something will come up or some inspiration or something like that <laughs> do you do you get that thing that a lot of musicians get which is you're struck with something at the most awkward time and you have well you're washing up or something and you have to sort of put it down somewhere yeah definitely um yeah i mean the way you're recording this podcast (laughs) that is what i do when they brought that out on phones it was like a a (laughs) godsend um yeah no i do that all the time i'll just be uh i don't know at work or something like that and i'm thinking oh no i've got a melody in my head i need to go put that somewhere and i'll just go and voice record it on my phone (laughs) yeah like an emergency uh i think uh, the beatles said uh you know if you can't remember it it's not worth singing yeah yeah that's very true yeah <laughs> well look, um obviously your split loyalties between well three possibly four different things um how do you sort of manage that and keep music productive uh well it is hard um not gonna lie i've i've been a student actually i've gone back as a mature, mature student so i've had been able to have a lot more time to do it um but yeah everybody's really uh, knows i'm in other bands and things like that so um yeah if they clash everybody's understanding and we try and make it work but nothing's clashed too much so far (laughs) well our last question is this it's about desert island meals Uh, if you went to a desert island what would be the if you could only have one meal what would that meal be Uh, well i would definitely choose mashed potato i know that's probably a really weird one um (laughs) is that a meal though (laughs) yeah that's the thing i don't know what i'd put with it could i oh i don't know what i'd put with it maybe um, sort of name the meal i suppose don't you yeah I, I don't even know how this works but let's say uh, sausage and mash there you go because okay, that's good that's good <laughs> and we'll, we'll get back to you because obviously we're going to ask everyone this and okay. see could, could there be a winner i don't know <laughs> thank you so much for coming and playing today and hopefully helping to support the homeless yes it's a fantastic cause and thank you for having me <laughs> thank you very much beth well let's have a listen to a tune from beth white and we can listen to a song and this is called time goes by That you were willing to take 
This yeah. guy is. Yeah, yeah. He's um, sort of a darkness to his sound, I suppose. We saw, saw, saw a smoky voice. Smoky voice. I mean, he's like he's like a Bob Dylan figure, basically, because he's he drifts in and out yeah. of the tune, and he's got that kind of throwaway essence to his voice. But more strikingly, he is enormous. I mean, he's tall. This yes. guy is tall. Yes, I mean, he picked the brew house up in his left hand. Yeah, and said, I'll. Into the building. He was just like, lifted up, climbed inside there and put it back down on top of himself. That's how big he is. Um, what's, really, what's really striking was when I spoke to some of the other acts and said, Oh, you know, uh, Edward Sexton's coming down. No one knew who he was, which I thought was odd because Leslie mm. Watson knows him and yeah. she recommended his album. Yeah. And yet no one else seems to know who he is. So, how, what is he doing? Like, is it like one of those. Sort of spiders that scurries out, Don't, does something, scurries he, back into his hole. Is he low? I think he's. Is he studies? Does he study somewhere else? And he's just started coming back to College Street. Could think, be or something like that. Well, could there be. was a story. But the point <laughs> is, is that it's most of the acts we have know each other. Yeah, they always know each other. Yeah, acts. and then true. suddenly you've got someone we thought everyone knew, and no one knew. Talking of which, the next act we knew both of them, but yeah. not together. That's right, Ross Harness and Dan Turner. Yeah. So Both that, solo acts. Yeah. Yeah. So Panama City, they were good. Really, I really enjoyed them, actually. It was a sort of, um, I said to them, it was sort of like, um, oh God, what did I say? Like Dove a, soap and a Brillo pad. No, I said it was like, <laughs> I said it was like a Latin, they had a bit of a Latin feel, but right. also um, Lower Canyon, had a sort of Lower Canyon, yeah. but with a Latin edge to it as well. Do you think you're at the Panama bit, though, is what's been. I thought it did have a Latin feel, though. Did you not pick that up? Not as much, but really? I, I, but you know, this is what this is why I was so excited to hear them because obviously we've heard some of these acts before a, a number of times. Actually, some of them are complete mysteries to us. We didn't know what we were going to get, and then Panama City were the most exciting one. I felt like the one I was anticipating the most because we know those two acts separately, and I was so interested to see how they bring it together because they're all new songs. They're not playing each other's songs. No, it's I, not like yeah, a Dan was, Turner song yeah. or a Ross song. It's not. They're together and they're just creating this new thing. It was great to hear. It's nice to hear something new. Yeah, and they had how long did they play for? Half an hour. Are they? Yeah, half an About hour. About half hour of own mm. stuff that they sort of. They must have been hiding away writing this stuff. I know. Yeah, and then suddenly come out with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nice. It, it is nice. And the, the voices worked really well together, I thought. Yeah, because, I mean, when you, know, when you know material, when you see it live, you think, oh, yeah, you're relating it, aren't you, to the recordings. But when you see something completely fresh and never heard, it's great. I think yeah. the voices, yeah, it's definitely, you're right. Yeah. There's something and about I, their voices. They couldn't be more extreme, those two. They're very far no, apart. And Daniel, I think his voice sounded really nice in, in that lower register. Yeah. Taking that lower part, his voice was mm. sense, seemed a lot more relaxed. Yes, maybe, yeah. Yes, but anyway. No, I digress. <laughs> um, so, uh, the, next, the next act... I really enjoyed. She's good. Yeah, she's a bit of a force of nature. Generation Feral. Yeah, yeah. Izzy yeah. Lidamore. Brilliant. But she is uh, camped partway between Cardiff and Colchester. She loves the M4 on the budget bus. Do you remember yeah, the first yeah. song she was talking about the budget bus? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she is a force of nature because she changes when she's on stage. She's very, she's funny, but it's like she's possessed by something and she just does the songs really well. They're not easy to do, those songs. She plays ukulele and she plays piano really well. She's yeah. a good pianist and uh, goes to the pedals and everything. Uh, and she has sort of evolved now from being someone who used to sing a lot about how she felt to being a lot more political. Like her music is just more political now. Her yeah. latest EP is very pointed politically. Yeah. Like talks about Parliament, you know, about the cost of living. You know, it's quite sarcastic about the rich. So she's, I think, she's found of the 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 direction she needs to go in to get this force across. Yeah. She, you know, she's got that force and she's going to use it for good. Yeah, she's great performer. Um, the thing is with great, good performers is that they because they grab you. 
in a sense, everything else fades, doesn't it, into the background. You're not analysing things as much. You're just taken by the performance, which is she... Is, she's such a sort of confident, encompassing, passionate performer. You're really caught up in that, aren't you? She's really worth catching. And there's some good videos of her online. Uh, Generation Feral, well worth catching. And her latest EP's out as well. Yeah. So get her while she's in Essex, you know, because this is actually where she's from. So uh, anyway, yeah, I interviewed Jen. Um, we had a bit of a laugh around with the marquee and uh, talked about all of these bits and pieces. She was really impressive. Do you call her Jen for short then? I just call her Jen. Because I thought that was her name originally. Right. I thought, you thought her name was Generation. No. <laughs> uh, my Generation. No, I thought her name was Jen as in like, I don't know, Jennifer or something. Like oh. With a G, you know. But no, it turns out that's her stage name. Her name's Izzy. Yeah. Yeah. Should we hear from Generation Feral? Yeah. Let's hear what she's got to say. Generation Feral, Izzy Lidamore, hello. Hello. And you've performed for us. <laughs> it's going to be a fight over the mic. You've performed for us at Pick of the Litter. I have indeed. How was it? It was such a laugh. Uh, good time. Very hot though. You're very busy today as well. Yeah. Um, got a lot going on. <laughs> love keeping the calendar full. Um, even though I love lying down. Mm. Today is not a lying down day. No. no. Not today. Not today. And of course not tomorrow because that's, you, you need to be in church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By 10 o'clock sharp, please. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, look, you're caught obviously Repenting between. Of today. Of today. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you're caught between Cardiff and Colchester, as we know. Um, how do they sort of differ musically? Is there, is there any difference? Yeah, I think so. With Cardiff being a city, I think naturally the music scene's bigger. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say there's quite a lot of difference. I am so in love with the Colchester music scene. I love. Um, the culture scene for such a I'm not going to say a small place because it's a city now but for yeah. such a you know um, unassuming town I'd say um, there's a lot of a lot of talent going on and a lot of love it's a very loving scene and there's not that sense of competition which I think sometimes can creep in with yeah. musicians and their egos um, you know we're all a bit egotistical but um, yeah, Cardiff's great. Um, the main thing that I think is different is that Cardiff platforms every genre of music you could ever think of. Like, there are soul nights, there are rap nights, you know, there are funk nights and jazz nights, and they're, like, every night of the week. Whereas here, um, it's we haven't quite reached that level of diversity yet, but I'm loving watching the scene grow. Whereas the Cardiff scene's already grown, it's nice being a part of the growth. And are you part of the scene in Cardiff now then? Yes, but not much, because it's such a big scene right. and everyone is so talented. Um, we get a lot of drip through from Bristol and obviously Bristol is all the um, the hipsters yeah. and the, the raw um, past my backy vibe. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, Bristol's really cool. But um, yeah, it's a huge scene and it's hard to get heard. Uh, mostly I'm just supporting people out there at the moment. Haven't had the chance to play more than like probably a half an hour set. But I'm just really loving it. It's just great be, like networking, meeting people. There are so many incredible bands. Yeah, That's a very long answer. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> to a question. Yeah. Um, so the first time we saw you was over at Battleswick Farm, actually, oh, where you played it? last summer. Oh, and I yeah. thought, we got to get this girl in. Oh, I mean, it was, it was really exciting. And it's part of it, it's that spoken word thing, isn't it? that you do yeah. is you break up your songs with spoken word and we've got Ed Edward Sexton today also does something similar mm -hmm. is that something sort of part of a, a new wave of stuff or do you feel like that's sort of you individually I think that's me getting more confidence in my music I think um having like been doing this gigging thing for probably about two years I think my confidence has gone up a lot more and my like performance abilities on stage and whereas before I think I was put confinements on myself to be very bread and butter melody and a, yeah. and, a and chords um, that kind of that's kind of come about recently and just being more confident yeah. and realising that I can write lyrics and not have to make them fit the song and I can just say them right yeah yeah. and I think um, that's kind of the thing we noticed on the last single obviously is yeah. it's a complete break in style yeah. from singing songs for example such as The Kids Are Alright yeah. uh, not alright sorry <laughs> they're not there's a who, who <laughs> reference there uh, yeah they're not um, and the spoken word of um, your, your last single it's yeah, a, it's a bit a, a different, completely different approach. Yeah, and I think 
I think there's a lot of pressure, um, especially when you're a little starting out artist, grassroots artist, to find your sound, to be like, oh, that's Generation Feral, that's the sound. Yes. Um, oh, I hear that song, that's Generation Feral. And to be honest with you, music's always been creative for me, and I think I that the fun goes out of it if I'm determined to pigeonhole myself right now. I just want to experiment and try loads of things and yeah. see what works, yeah. really. Yeah, so yeah. So that answers my next question, which was Sorry, sort I, of I the. Say really long answers. Wait, <laughs> I love chatting shit. <laughs> Chatting shit. It's my, it's we're, we're sort of sitting outside the brew house at the back in a kind of, what is this, like a, what do you call it? A marquee, I suppose. A very old looking marquee. Wow. And with, uh, I think, Dean That's Frost. Quite a romanticised <laughs> yeah. version of what? It's like a sort of village green idea. Yeah. I think we interviewed Dean Frost out here once and oh, it was pissing down with rain and it was so loud. And he's quite quiet when he speaks on yeah. the mic. So it was a bit of a fight between, like, you know, the gods and him. Um, so look, uh, do you see your music sort of changing this year or in the next couple of years or are you not really sure what's going to happen next so yeah of course um, when I look at what I was doing last year and what I was doing this year I think it's wildly different one thing I really want to go down is obviously I'm a little solo artist I'd love to get more people involved right. but just while I'm split between the two places yeah. it's awkward to organise and I'm, I have the organisation capabilities of like a dead parrot um, so that's <laughs> or not even as good as that maybe <laughs> no, no yeah so so that would be something I really want to look at um, I think more I'm starting to like the more um, making a stance kind of music I'm liking writing music right now which is like making a point yeah. that's what I'm into right now that well, comes across very strongly yeah yeah. whereas before I think I was more like hearing my feelings and mm. you know this is just a song that was about an emotion yeah. now I'm like right I want to tell you my point and I want to make my point and yeah. make it to you <laughs> make it really clear and straight yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and absolutely. just use it as my little mouthpiece to be like this is what's wrong with the world I mean we've tried to catch you a few times haven't we? but it's not been possible and I think this is the first time you've played for us isn't it yeah I think it is yeah because you've had complications, that M4. Just, oh. It's a tricky one, the, oh, M, the M4. Yeah, yeah, I'm always on that M4 on the bloody Megabus. I bet you are. Yeah. On the Megabus, yeah. brilliant. Well, it is our last question. We always like to finish with a fun one, which is, what is your desert island meal? If you could only have oh, okay. one and you were stuck. Okay, so I'm a chips and gravy girl, through and through. My mother, my mother, I never say mother. <laughs> um, my mum's from Manchester, so I'm like fully like half Northern to the core. Um, and yeah, just chips, tarmac gravy, tarmac loads of gravy. loads of cheese. <laughs> that is the dream. So you just need a chip shop on the island. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the Generation Feral. Thank you so much for coming and talking Thank to you. us. And it's nice out here. It's nice and cool, isn't it? You need to cool down. Yeah, f*** not. <laughs> right, thank you very much. I swear on the podcast, oh, sorry. We beef out swearing anyway. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, it's a family show. Thank you very much. <laughs> sorry, I didn't realise you are not have to swear. Let's listen to a song by Izzy Lidamore, or Generation Feral, as her she's known artistically. That's true, and this is the a song from the last EP called The Damp.
The lies there sometimes Like honey through the chink of a blind And the world takes on colour You smile at each other like Back then But the damp, it sometimes just spreads Like an ink stain on a new work dress Like a lie she tells her friends Like the coldness on the side of the bed This city is just too loud And I've been yelling But I don't hear a sound Slight side, do you remember at school there was a joke, um, how do you get two whales in a mini? Go on. Straight up the M4. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> have you not heard that how before? How do you get two whales? <laughs> uh, I don't think I have. That's really clever. <laughs> oh, God. In a mini, though. I remember those jokes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, she was fantastic, and then of course one of our favourites, Jack Walsh. Jack Walsh, and these two sandwiched together was—it's uh, like they're sort of out of the same sort of school of yeah. music. Honest, of, honest, yeah, passionate, raw, yeah. passionate. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was quite quite nice in them. But Jack Walsh, I mean, it, it, what's interesting is that he looks like it's e- quite effortless, though. What he does doesn't look like he's. I mean, he does sweat, but you know, <laughs> he does. And you but, can, um, but you, it doesn't look you've like running, you've run your hand up his back, yeah. <laughs> inside his shirt. We uh, took samples <laughs> from each head, but he's playing with his three piece. But he really puts it across so with such ease. Yeah, you know, it's think, really. very relaxed. It's like because his voice is quite—it's—it's it's maybe a little bit more relaxed now, actually. But it sounds yeah. quite almost like aggressive the way. Yes, sort of like. But now with the sort of keys and mm. it sounds a bit more laid back. Almost. It does with the key, with the keyboard and the cajon, the drummer. Mm. Um, I think you're right. I mean, when you listen to those first few, the first few songs I heard of his, um, Pensioner Punch Up, um, and uh, a few others from that first uh, Kintsugi, um, Kintsugi EP. It's like really rough and ready, but actually he's, he's a bit more relayed, relayed back now. And also he comes across as a comedy act, of course, because he sung <laughs> The Middle Isle of Aldi. What a brilliant song that was. Did you hear that one? Were you in? Yeah. Were you so, eating yeah. falafels? I think I was in. I wouldn't have, I did The Middle Isle of Aldi was great because yeah. everyone sang along with it. And the chorus was, um, I'm in the Middle Isle of Aldi with my heated lady, Lazy Susan, which I thought was just brilliant. <laughs> so it feels like a joke, you know, but yeah. actually he's got... Um, you know, Kintsugi is a really deep song. The yeah, lyrics. you wouldn't want him to be sold no. short by calling him a comedy act. No, he's, no, he's not. He's he's a real talent, and oh, yeah. uh, Kintsugi is a beautiful song. Oh yeah, 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 love it. Um, and next, of course, we had Evie who stepped in uh, for us at short notice. She did with a Sonic the Hedgehog hat. 
Which is fantastic. Yes, and her um, family as well came along. They're all in for it. Uh, Evie Frearson has uh, has a very solely voice. Um, she had a fantastic song, uh, Make Out, recently. And it was so nice that she readily agreed to do it at the drop of a hat. Because yeah. I always feel with acts like Evie Frearson, it's kind of like we are not worthy. I always feel a bit like that with uh, these people. But she was quite happy to come and do it. And uh, all for charity is wonderful. Really good. It was a fantastic lineup on the day because after Evie, we had another sort of local <laughs> sweatbox, sweatbox, Fraser Morgan, and the Great Catastrophe. Well, yeah, and uh, all all four of the Great Catastrophes were there, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's great is they that when they perform, it's almost like we're not there. Sometimes I think they forget well, that we're there because they make these jokes it's like between a party each- on a stage. Yeah, isn't it? it's like they make jokes like between you, each other. You're like, have I been invited? Am I am I in this party <laughs> yeah. or? I want to be in their party. Yeah. They look like they're really enjoying. It's exactly how it feels. That there's yeah. kind of there's a there's a sense of chaos to it. That yeah. they somehow don't quite know the songs or something. Or are we starting there? Or you know we've got to count this in. But that's wrong. Uh, it's this kind of chaos. Now I, I don't I don't know how much of that is an act. Oh, I, I don't know. It would be very difficult to control. They keep it very live. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that I think and they're just having fun. I think they just know the material really well. I mean, he's done. Was it six million gigs or something? <laughs> six point eight million. <laughs> um, yeah, he's coming up for nine hundred. Yeah. Now, God, imagine the thousandth. I, I think he'll just explain. I think he has got it planned. He said when I interviewed him a few episodes back. Yeah. He had planned what he wanted to do on his thousandth one. I tell you what, I've never. His guitarist Frank. On the left, yes. my God, I've never seen someone sweat so much. Yeah, I know. I was going to say he has got to be—he's the winner in that in that contest. He's really sweaty. Yeah. At one point, I thought he was going to be, you know, like in uh, Wizard of Oz, but he's just going to like sink to the floor, and his, yeah. his shirt would be there in a pool yeah. of water. Yeah, it'd just be a shirt and a hand sticking up out the stage. Oh my God, wonderful! Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I really enjoyed listening to him play as well. He looks so sort of crazy almost on stage. You think he's yeah. going to really fuck this up? He's and also, really, yeah. really, like, do you know what I mean? But he was. Yeah. I kept waiting for it to happen, but yeah. he didn't. I, I mean, I know Fraser Morgan. He he jokes about the fact that I think when when we put him into our chat group for this event, he said he said I said, oh hi, Fraser's here. He said he put underneath something like like anyone surprised, which I thought was great because he does turn up everywhere and he knows that everyone knows that as well. Yeah. But at the same time, I would recommend you go and see them because they are some quite something quite different, just yeah. in the liveliness of it. All. Well, they're another force of nature, really. Aren't they? they are. I mean, God, they, yeah, yeah, they, they are. Really are fun. They to couldn't watch. stop themselves if they tried. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Fraser Morgan couldn't be more extremely different to the, what we had afterwards. It was a complete contrast. It was a complete contrast. With the sort of quiet, unassuming, calm, delicate, kind of um, slightly shy Raz, who are an instrumental three-piece. Yeah, yeah. We'd never had them before play, but um, God, they know their stuff. They can definitely play. They can, yeah. And uh, I think it's that what you, what you get when you don't get vocals is everything becomes like uh, for me anyway becomes like imagery. Yeah, I mean, I, I interviewed them as you know, as you know, because we both work on this podcast together. <laughs> We're the only yeah, two you're, you're the other on. person on the we, podcast. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose we could have got one of our staff to do it, but we don't have them. No, so that couldn't. <laughs> that could, we couldn't. That, do that. that isn't a possibility. No, that's just not. to fill people in, Leslie and Matt, but they probably know that already. <laughs> But anyway, um, actually, just for people who aren't Leslie and Matt listening to the show, mm. um, Leslie and Matt are real people. We're not. Uh, yeah, we're, sorry. Yeah, because we do make funny names up occasionally. Yeah. But they are actually. Including real the name Leslie, Leslie and Matt. Leslie so and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> it's two people. Please at least double our figures here. <laughs> what's, I mean, what's interesting about Raz, I assume they're a Colchester band because they, they do sort of cling to this area, but actually they're from Chelmsford. Sounds yeah. like someone's nickname, doesn't it? Uh, you yeah. want a, well, what you want a want a uh, out of date cat? Go and see Raz. He lives down the road, isn't he? Round the corner, you know, the yellow one, Sounds yeah, nice. by the yellow door. Yeah, you know, like you know, he sells ferrets or something. Old Raz, but it doesn't. It stands for rock. And jazz. Yes. So, no, it sounds like we don't know what we're talking about. And, and, and to, we to a great extent, we don't. Um, <laughs> yeah, But we do, we do try to do a little bit of research. And, of course, looked up Raz, Raz hmm. Spotify. Oh, my G. Oh, my G. How many Razzes are there out there? 
Not are there only yeah. loads of band called Raz. There's people whose first name is Raz. Yeah, sort of like nicknames and stuff. Raz, yeah. Raz Coombs, who's a, who's a Gaz Coombs Gaz tribute Coombs. act. Oh, brilliant. Uh, so that's useful. I just banged that one up. Did uh, you find them, though? They're little simple. I found them eventually. Raz. Yeah. Raz Band, I think they're called. Uh, Raz Band UK or something. Yeah, yeah. So I found them eventually. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed listening to them, actually. Yeah, I mean, the sort of departure from what we normally have, actually. A total. Way, isn't it? I think it's the first instrumental. Yeah, I think so. We haven't had any instrumental artists, I don't think. Raz, see, r- rock and jazz, if yeah. it'd be the other way around, jazz and rock, jock. Wouldn't work so well, Wouldn't would it? Work, no. There's probably loads of jocks as well, probably even more jocks on Spotify than there are Raz. They're quite a quiet bunch, because yeah. I mean, I, I spoke to George, the drummer, yeah. and then uh, Dan and Pira, but they're all quite reserved, aren't they? They're quite reserved yeah. people. But you presumably squeeze some words out of them, which I, I did. didn't witness. I mean, yeah. I heard some sort of cricket bat sort of sounds outside no but... no I used the finger vices right okay yeah 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 actually yeah. they almost used More the finger painful. vices on me because I I recorded the, the interview about maybe two or three questions in I realised it wasn't recording oh my god so I had to start all over did again. you check I often do that I check yeah. I'm so paranoid that it yeah. won't do it yeah, they, they weren't how I expected them to be at all, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're young, enthusiastic, yeah. they're really into the music, and they talk a lot about breaking musical boundaries. Right, yes. About not being restricted, yeah. pigeonholed. Nobody likes to be pigeonholed, it's a- especially <laughs> the pigeons. Um, pigeonholes are too small for pigeons, I think. I mean, my one yeah. at work, I wouldn't put a pigeon in there. No. The thing is, is that part of, part of their charm is that mystery, isn't it? Is that they, because you don't get the voice, apart from when um, Pira is shouting <laughs> bananas, yes. um, you don't get that from them, do you? So you don't, it's like you don't know them, actually. And yeah. You don't get the same feeling from them. So it'd be interesting, yeah, to interview them, I can imagine, would be a bit of an well, yeah, well, I mean, the questions were, you know, it was hard not to be obvious, but, but they are, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're in an instrumental band, do you still have something to say? And, ah. how, and how do you make that work with Good. music? And one of their um, <laughs> one of their songs is called Penguin Tarantino. Brilliant. Yeah, great, great name. Yeah, good little sense of humour. That's nice. They're lovely guys as well. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, really nice. So shall we hear from them yeah. rather than us trying to sort of say the interview? Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, I haven't told you what the answers were. No, that's true. I just hinted at that what the questions still, were. That's true, yeah. Yeah. That's still all there, all there to play for. So you're an instrumental band. How does that affect uh, a message with what you do? Do you still feel you, you put a message across? Yeah, I think so. You know, as, um, as I said, with our, you know, our previous album, Free To Do Anything, uh, the reason is, is to show, you know, the, you know the, the industry or whatever, that we're, you know, all of us, we're free to do anything. And, uh, you know, in the past we've had things like, where's your vocalist and things like that but um, this is us saying we're free to do anything and if you listen to that album there's a lot of us kind of experimenting and playing around with a few things um, yes there is vocals in there but um, but in a different way rather than the front the classical you know front man no, I am recording this time you'll be glad to <laughs> so where do you get your inspiration from yeah so for me I, I quite like bands actually that have their own uh, almost like their own identity you know despite being labelled any genre so for me it's like uh, Elbow and Radiohead and uh, as far back as Steely Dan you know mainly from my dad's influence um, and yeah I, I guess you know some of that kind of seeps through you know um, but I know it's very different for George and Pera um, influence wise let's go to George yeah, yeah definitely I mean mine, mine's more of the I think the jazzier sort of influence um, particularly in my playing I love you know uh, Miles Davis, uh, Dave Brubeck as well, of course, and uh, Frenesis, a really cool kind of um, sort of trio. You've got uh, double bass, drums, and uh, piano. You know. Listen to Frenesis, guys, it's really good. Perry, <laughs> you sit somewhere in the middle? Yeah, so my background's actually uh, heavily influenced by Japanese rock. I listen to a lot of game music, a lot of Japanese bands, such as Radwimps. I listen to actually what is called a Vocaloid, so it's a software people use to create songs with so there is no human singing in it at all it's a massive collection of different artists using the same tool that's what i've been raised on essentially wow i need to go home and do some homework i think (laughs) you are really interested in collaborations so what's the most interesting collaboration you've had so far 
So we've had a lot of really different artists who have come to us and gone, so I've got this song I've written. I would like it to have a fuller, larger sound. This is where we come in. We essentially add guitar, bass, drums, maybe backing vocals, maybe some synths or pianos. Essentially, to give a artist a fuller sound to what they already have to enhance it in a way that suits their style. So everyone who comes to us is really different, and it's always great fun because we just love pushing the boundary of music and experiment experimenting with new sounds. Because we've got uh, Raz HQ, which is our studio, <laughs> uh, we do you know um, we can record and you know and that sort of thing. So when we're doing our own album as well, you know that's where we record our music and that sort of thing. And we all have the skills to do the mixing and mastering as well. So that's all part of that as well. You know, wow. you know so we've we're all sort of like a package in a way so you know if anybody's looking for you know um, you know a band a good trio you know to, to do some recording with you guys maybe do some writing or something like that hit us up definitely yeah so we're gonna we're gonna head into the realms of fantasy now if you if you could choose somebody to collaborate with live or dead who would he be obviously it would be best to collaborate with somebody who's alive who <laughs> who, who would it be i'm gonna start over here Okay, um, God, there's, there's quite a lot of people that come to mind, so I suppose um, for me actually it'd be Mike Coldfield because, uh, you know, he's, I know he's, um, you know, goes back, he isn't spoken about so much now, but uh, I've listened to probably more of his music than most others, and yeah, yeah, for me he'd, he's a bit of a hero in a way, so. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, that'd definitely be my, uh, my shot. I can feel some, I can feel some jazz, yeah, jazz names coming up here. Well, let, let, let's have a listen. You know, oh well, obviously Miles, Miles Davis, Mr. Davis, um, and you know Dave Brubeck again, as I said. And, and I thought of um, Tom York as well from Radiohead as well. He'd be awesome to you know have a chat with and stuff. Yeah, loads of people. <laughs> Fantastic. And Pera, please pick somebody that I'm actually going to know. Are you going to pick somebody obscure, or is it going to be? It is, mm. isn't it? It's going to mm. be. Is it? Is I it? wonder. Let, let, let's hear. <laughs> So it's definitely going to be Jacob Collier because he actually yes. already goes around collaborating with tons of artists and pushes the boundary of music, which is pretty much what Raz aims to do all the time. Oh, fantastic. Oh, oh. <laughs> fantastic. Penguin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, you're an instrumental band, so how, does it, how do you come up with your names? For instance, Penguin Tarantino. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that sort of thing comes from a bit of a weird sense of humour, I think. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I think that was just, I don't think there was any logic behind that one. Um, we're actually, yeah, nothing deep comes out of our well, titles, is it? We actually try and, when we come up with song, it's like, what do we call it, you know, and we'll just kind of actually try and place the title without, yeah, too much form. We'll bounce a few names across. Um, I mean, obviously, one of our things we played tonight was bananas, you know. Yeah. You think that's kind of something where you could just look at a bowl of fruit and, yeah. But I don't know if you both have something different I, to I what think I said. So I mean, I I would say yeah, the same as you said, obviously. Um, but also, um, the I listen to the feel of the music. Say so, you know, with bananas, you know, it's got that kind of like bananas in pajamas kind of you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming downstairs. Yeah, going downstairs. Exactly. You know, kind of, you know, doing a bit of a dance. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and it's got that. I don't know. It's just got that kind of ploddy kind of jazz kind of feel to it. And um, that's why. I mean, I was like, first of all, yeah, bananas. I mean, that's brilliant. And it's short as well. And that's and that's the other thing. We Penguin Tarantino. We'll talk about that one. Is, um, well, if you like Tarantino, as in the um, uh, what's his name, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Um, that was part of it. And then Penguin, I think that might have just been a random thing. We just got two words and we sort of put them together and it just kind of worked, you know, really nicely for that particular song. You know, the feel, as it were, you know. So have you ever done it the other way around, thought of a title and then tried to write something around the title? Yeah, yes we have, because Winter was exactly that. We already had a tune called Autumn, so I just went, hmm, I wonder what Winter would sound like. And then we wrote it, and it definitely sounds like Winter to me. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks ever so much for your time, guys. 
and uh, we hope to see you again soon. We really enjoyed you playing. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We can hear now the latest single from Raz, and what is that called? Sky.
So who did we have to jump in at the last minute? Not at the last minute, sorry. For our headline. Give me hope, Joanna. Uh, give me hope, Alaska. Give me hope, Alaska. I, you know what? I can't imagine there's a place that gives you less hope than <laughs> being dropped in Alaska. I oh, know. In a few years' time, it's probably be really nice and sunny. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Hope is a fishing town. I did look it up, actually, on Google Maps. There's Hope, Alaska is like a little uh, fishing thing. I think now it's not. It's yeah. lost all, like, the hope side. But, um, <laughs> so now it's just Alaska. And they have an, Ameri- and they have an American on board. The bass player. Bass player. Because when I spoke to him, I said, oh, you're, you've got an accent. Like, I thought, is that... And I, I thought he was Irish to start with. Because you know sometimes you can't yeah. quite tell there's that sort of fine line he between the two. He sort of looked American. He looked like a bass he player did. out of yeah. a grunge band in the 90s. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he yeah. looked like he hadn't got changed since then. Yeah, yeah, he looked a bit like the bass player out of uh, Queens of the Stone Age. You know, what I like, bass player, and he goes, dunk, 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 dunk. What I do like about yeah. Hope Alaska, I think, is one of the things I really notice is that it's really good to see Leon Hellsby fronting something that he's wanted to put together for a while. But also, it, it doesn't... They don't visually... They don't. They all look like they're in different bands. I mean, it's yeah. genuinely a meeting of musicians, isn't it? There's nothing about. Yeah. They haven't spoken about. You know, they. What are we trying to do visually here? Yeah. It's just musicians coming together, which is really nice. But you know, a whole new set of music. We'd never heard this lot before. I know they've played a few gigs, but yeah. we've never heard them. It was a good way to end the night because they were actually a loud rock band. So it was fantastic. Oh, what a wonderful day! Just looking at the list, actually, it's just wonderful to be able to get so many new acts in. The two sort of new acts, I guess, were Panama mm. City and Hope Alaska. Yeah, they were brand new, actually, yeah. sort of this year, really, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice to see that happening again, really. Yeah. Right, so it was a great day, all in all. Um, Brilliant. We were worried with so much going on in town that no one would come in, but we shouldn't have been worried at all. It was packed it's really All nice day. it was really nice yeah. to see so many people and people dropping by as well just to say oh I'll come and say hello you know just to see what's going on which is fantastic um, not just people who go to the brew house people yeah. have actually come to see the a lot of people hung around for a long time Dan Turner was in there for a long time yeah. Jack Walsh was in there hours yeah. after he'd played it's fantastic and it's, it's, a, it's a day from 1 till 11 it's like bringing together isn't it it's a part of the musical community it does bring yeah. those people together and um, it's nice it's nice to get that sort of vibe isn't it the communal vibe it almost brought a tear to my eye I mean it didn't bring a tear to my eye it didn't fact, because I, I almost actually because I've had all my tear ducts removed yeah so. no <laughs> removed with a, with a pair of tweezers yeah yeah and this leads us to the either or section <laughs> the either or section the either or section so what, what we've got this time is this I've, I've got some questions for Justin which I pieced together over the last month and I've, I've in my car um, when I get to a, a traffic light or I'm in traffic or something and I've got to stop I just come up with a question and it's an either or question and Justin you're just going to answer them okay and t- okay. tell us what you think we'll do one at a time are you okay. ready yes okay we'll see if this works fun or laughter fun okay that's a good answer big danger or Gary Barlow <laughs> big danger <laughs> every time yeah it depends how big I suppose yeah it? well yeah nothing could depends be worse how than. much of Gary Barlow <laughs> how much Gary? Gary Barlow on a bus I could cope with Barry Gar- <laughs> Gary Barlow spending a day around my house <laughs> oh, <laughs> Barry Garlow <laughs> Far worse. <laughs> Barry Garlow. <laughs> Barry Garlow, terrible. Jeez. Yeah. Don't. Honestly, yeah. I mean, if he wanted to come out and play piano in my garden, no. No, I'd rather have big trouble. Yeah. Okay, let's try another one. Big dinner or funny ape? <laughs> Would you rather have a large meal or an amusing primate? Wow, I'd, I'd like I'd like a large dinner with an amusing pie, mate. I think maybe, maybe you can't have both. <laughs> no, I'd want him to be you know sat sat. Yeah, Why I want to ask him some questions. I Why know. not? Yeah, let's have another question from Robot Peter. Sellotape or marzipan? Sellotape. Why? Can't stand marzipan. I hate marzipan. Well, why are you saying why? You looked at me like. Because I wanted to know. Because <laughs> I wanted to know why. I was like really. It was like really bizarre thing for me to want 
but Solidate by Marzipan. That's true. Yet you freely admit that Marzipan it's, is not even your scope of things. Marzipan like. makes me think it's like something that rich people would have eaten 300 years ago, but we're still <laughs> eating it. And it's made of almonds. They're really annoying. Yeah. You know the little Kipling almond slices? Uh, I can't bear them. What I don't understand is almond essence doesn't taste anything like almonds. I mean, it's like, what? You take, how did you take the essence out of an almond <laughs> and make it taste so bad? Love yeah. almonds, hate almond essence. That's my answer. And I'm sticking Essen- with it. Essentless almonds. Yes. Let's try another one. Popeye or Dick Dastardly as your dad? <laughs> Popeye or Dick Dastardly as your dad? Dick Dastardly. Go on. Well, a Popeye is a bit of an idiot, really, isn't he? He's totally unreliable. <laughs> yeah, and he's crazy, you know. And and that voice. Yeah. Oh, cool. it's, it's, it's like no one can do Donald Duck. Yeah. No one can do Donald Duck. No, Dick Dance would be fun, wouldn't it? It'd be like. Double Duck. No, Donald Duck. Oh, Donald Duck. It's quite hard to do, isn't it? Yeah, so you see, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Dick Dance Okay. Bone of contention or liver of malcontent? Would you rather have a bone, bone of contention or a liver of malcontent? I'm not even sure what a liver of malcontent is. There's I'll no go, such thing. I'll go, for, I'll go for the bone of contention. Okay, why not? Keep it traditional. Yeah. Okay. Freddy Star or Steady Fra? <laughs> or Steady Bra. Or Steady Fra. Steady Fra. Who would you rather have? Uh, Freddy Star's dead, isn't he? Yeah. And he was, well, it was, it, yeah, he I was mean, good. he was not. He was basically just yeah. crazy. I think was he was in alcoholic. Oh yeah, I probably think so. yeah. But steady fra. I mean, given that you don't know what a steady fra is, I'd probably love. I, I'm gonna have to. Say, I'll tell you. I'm out. I'm out. No, it's it's gonna have to be a no for the steady fra. <laughs> okay. Malcolm or Lionel for your name. Would you rather be a Malcolm or a Lionel? Lionel. Yeah. Lionel's quite good, isn't it? Actually, I never liked that name, but Malcolm just screams the man. You know, kind of the guy next door. My kind of a, called Malcolm. Just, just stop! Goes, stop throwing your ball into my. You know, arguing and like really yeah. arsy. Yeah, could 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 well be. I have to be careful though, because my uncle's called Malcolm. Okay, let's try another one. Midnight tiger attack or cold shit sandwich. <laughs> Midnight Tiger Attack or cold shit. I couldn't even contemplate a shit sandwich. I couldn't. I mean, I can't eat cucumber. I don't like cucumber. But try getting a like, shit sandwich to do what? I think that's a difficult dilemma though, because you're facing something you have t- control over, which is eating a shit sandwich, and you can do that at your own pace. But a, a sudden tiger, midnight tiger attack, you're fucked basically. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> it might be a quick death. I mean, though. I suppose if you're ever in the situation where someone said. The only way of getting out of a tiger attack is by eating a shit sandwich. strange. Can you imagine, can you imagine if someone tricks you, though, yeah. made you eat a shit, shit sandwich, and then got the tiger to attack yeah. you anyway? Afterwards. I know. How, if you were being mauled by a tiger and there was someone strangely standing next to you holding a shit sandwich, yeah. I'd probably... Sure? I, can, I can call this tiger <laughs> off at any time, you know. With the power of a sandwich. <laughs> Okay, well, I've got one more. I like that one. That's a good one. I've got one more for you. These are great to make up, actually. Trousers fall off in interview or nose falls off in crypt? (laughs) Trousers fall off in interview. Okay, so you're in an interview and your trousers just fall down in front of everyone. Yeah. Rather than being in a crypt and your nose falling off. If my trousers fell down in everyone, it wouldn't mortify me. I just think it's quite thought, funny. I always thought, like, when, because obviously I teach, I always think that when something happens in front of someone, in a sense, the fact that it's mortifying is kind of secondary to the sheer embarrassment of it. Imagine if your nose fell off in front of a group of 30 people. I think your key yeah, reaction would be, be... 30 people in a crypt? No, but, you know, just generally. Oh, OK, yeah. I was going to say morgue, but I thought crypt maybe was better. But um, I think you, your first stage would be, how ridiculous does that look? And then, oh, shit, I've lost my nose. I think it might actually be in that order. <laughs> and then you'd look around for it on yeah, the floor. Yeah. But, well, you did very well. You got um, seven out of ten. <laughs> what, what did I win? <laughs> um, you possibly win another chance to do it again. Oh, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. You quite enjoyed it? I thought yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I see? Enjoy that one, yeah. There you go. Harmless fun. That's what it's all about. 
Okay. Local music and harmless fun. I'm still, I'll be thinking about that shit sandwich <laughs> for a while, though. <laughs> the best style ever is the ones where they're ridiculous and not to do with your life at all. Yeah. I mean, but the they are genuine dilemmas. I mean, can you imagine now if I, if I got more by a tiger to tonight just one escape from culture to zoo say. yeah and headed for leather headed for <laughs> <laughs> with the guy following it with the shit the zookeeper with the shit sandwich in his pocket yeah because that we didn't we didn't realise they were closely related these two things well look it's been fun yeah it's been fun we're going to have a local scene at the end of October yes. so listen out for the next one as well we've got a couple yeah. of bands lined up for that well we've had fun making this we've podcast. had fun and brought to you by the letters P and the number 7 <laughs> and so the marsupial wallaby <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we couldn't get Snuffleupagus but we have got a marsupial wallaby <laughs> keep clean stay close stay close be near um, step travels. back step back move forward get off push off down through up and down and uh, dance dance or don't it's up to you it's up to you it really is up to you that's the message (laughs) that's the message alright time for us to go geezers be gone be gone be gone do like Sheila did well I hope you liked our new jingles this season by the way we worked very hard on them (laughs) do what Sheila did right stuff them in the back of the van no one knew Bye-bye. Bye. Literary kings and friends talking bullshit again.